Aye. He's he's gonna end up at Chelsea, isn't he? Right. <laughs> oh <laughs> god. He's gonna want a chance to job. And that's hands on Hoddle what his hands on Ronnie. I'll just go tits up as well. I think you'll go to Sporting Lisbon and just try and break loads of gold records. Do you reckon he'll just retire? I think no, he's he's shite like that Messi's only like 11 goals behind him for the Champions League record. They've removed his mural outside Old Trafford. I've seen that. That's curtains, isn't it? To be fair, they were taking down the whole thing and he just happened to be one of the folk on it. It was a bit of a non-story. Oh, was that uh, it? I like like some sort of non-league <laughs> thing on this weekend, so they took it down, but it was like a mural. <laughs> they were changing like, all the number seven, so it was like him... Uh, Beckham, uh, Dennis Wilson, Cantona, and the last number seven, Michael Owen. <laughs> Michael Owen. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Valencia was on there too. Don't get me started, Tony Valencia, with that fucking shirt shirt number change. It just <laughs> stitched me up with buying football shirts because I bought the I bought the his shirt with number twenty five in the back yet, and then. I like honestly like two weeks later he changed it to seven and this is how long ago was it, it was JJB that I bought it from yeah. and why would you get a Man United shirt with Antonio Valencia on the back considering they would have had Tevez Rooney and all of that at the same time could it you have just so, done a, a Zamorano and just put a plus in the middle of it so when, when I bought it <laughs> um, the, the thing with the JJB offer was you couldn't not get a name in the back of it like it was a free edition so I was like, oh, he just had like a storming year. I was like, I'll put him in the back of it. I don't really care. And then it, it was it, it was wrong. And then I contacted them to change it. And they wouldn't change it. So they physically wouldn't let you leave the shop without getting a name it was on the back of the shop that you were buying. It was online. It's not just free. Oh, I think right. that's what Kyle means. Right. Because Kyle was just free. Uh, I think it was like you couldn't get one with a name in the back. You just mean it was free of charge, probably. So this would have been what, what, what year? 2012? <laughs> Something like that? Know. A long time ago, back when I thought it was cool to wear football tops as an adult. Right, that's just what I was going to say. Uh, it's a lot cooler to wear pink, yellow, and blue hoodies. That, <laughs> two different types of blue, a colours of blue, sorry, and a grey hat to match with it as well. <laughs> Have I ever told you the story about Brian Loud's up in the back of my top? I think I said this uh, in a group chat. I think you have that. Maybe in the car for work one day or something, the rings about. So I was in private, this was 1998. So I was in primary seven going into first year. Um, and you couldn't just go online and find out the squad numbers. Now. So Brian Loudsup had just gone for the Rangers to Chelsea. So I thought, I'll get Brian Loudsup in the back of my Chelsea top. <laughs> uh, so we had to, you had to phone up the club and all that to get the numbers at the time. Got it all done. And they played about seven games or something. And there was no transfer window then. He got sold like within a month. And by the time I went to school, he'd already, he was already gone. And I could never wear the top. <laughs> Shite. Never had a name in the back of the top since. <laughs> I got my first like uh, name and number on the back it was for the in shops so it was like felt yeah. so it was like the Celtic 98 top that they, they won the league under Wim Janssen so it was like sponsored by Umbro plus the kit manufacturer was Umbro as well so it was like Umbro and Umbro and I got Larson 7 on the back so obviously it's a green and white top the felt was white and they put it on the white bit of the hoop so like it just looked like a number seven until you look, went really close. Is that close. the one like the player ones had a big square in the back so you could actually make it the name aye. on the telly? Aye, so that's the, that was that one. And also last year uh, we played Ferenc Varos at three o'clock on a Thursday in the Europa League. So I went through 
to meet my cousin before the game. And then uh, we both had the Friday off, so we went out after it. Uh, and I ended up buying the home top with Kyogo in the back as a 31-year-old male. I'm actually wearing it the now. <laughs> oh. you, got the, you got your training trackie on as well, like you're going to get started? Uh, no, that's another room. <laughs> I've actually got my 08-09 black Chelsea top on now, Kyle. I'm doing some cosplay. These adult men that cosplay as footballers. But we'll leave the, that debate for another time. Let's You're wearing started. a fucking YouTuber's hoodie, shut up. Let's get started talking about uh, <laughs> movies. Nobody can see what I'm wearing just now. I didn't realise that was a sideman hoodie. Listen, sideman forever. Is that a sideman hoodie? That's the most embarrassing... Oh, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually slagging us with my football top. You can't put a man's name on your back. That man should be able to dehing to you for that. So let's talk about movies. I'll, what I'll, do is I'll, I'll play the music in here anyway, and this will just cut all that part out. The user's just slagging me off from my hoodie. I'll make sure they cut that. Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! Stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron! Dropped it. Moron. Whoa. Up here, you morons. You're stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron. Hey, moron. Um, but welcome in, morons. Uh, nice to see you again. Uh, we are continuing this series of talking about movies, beginning with the letter B. Um, this week, we are talking about Batman Begins. Um, who would like to take it away? Oh, I've got a bit of a hot take on Batman Begins, so I'm going to wait a bit to come in. So I'd like to hear what Hunter's got to say, because I'd imagine he's a, a Nolan boy. Yes, um, well, apart from, what was that one that you brought out like, just before COVID? Tenant. Or oh, whatever that was, that was a mindfuck. I was a Nolan, Nolan guy until then, and then I could not get my head around that one at all. But as for this, this whole Dark Knight trilogy, I am uh, all in balls deep for my enjoyment of this. Um, I think this is great. Obviously, it's the introducing you to this new trilogy, um, a whole new uh, universe for uh, Batman to be in that we hadn't really seen before. Again, obviously, a lot of the towards the end of the Schumacher era, it was, it was obviously a bit comedic by the time it came to an end, and I think it obviously kind of lost a bit of momentum as far as I'd seen it anyway, and then it was like a good reboot, kind of gave a fresher, sort of more modern uh, take, I mean it was I mean, it was almost kind of like this borderline uh, not quite the sexual innuendos used to get with the 1970s James Bond but it did kind of feel like it had gone stale in with that character like it had before, but I, I do enjoy this. I love the darkness, the grittiness. Um, I do think that uh, Cillian Murphy is a good uh, forward. I mean, he's, he's not um, in your face, he's not combative, but he's kind of methodic in his uh, planning and his uh, takedown, and he's uh, very clever uh, in this. Yes, Daniel, have you got a point or are you just want to go? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good character trait for you to have uh, so one of my points on this is we also watched was it 28 days later with Killian Murphy yeah yeah. I think I hate him like he's, he's shit in this as well like I, I he doesn't do it for me at all and I didn't 
I've not gone back and watched this for fuck ten years or something. Um, and I don't think I realised at the time how much I hate him. There's something about him. I just think he's a shit actor. Um, I think his character shit in this is a bad villain. That's my moaning. Have you ever seen the movie starring him uh, called Red Eye? Yeah, I've seen that on the plane. Yeah, so in Red Eye, he's the creepiest, scariest bastard I've ever seen watching a film. Um, I quite like him. I I, I, I like that aspect of him because he is creepy. He is a bit weird. And I think that leans into being a villain or being a bad guy, essentially. I think um, I just think he was a really weak bad guy. You didn't really know anything about his motivations. You didn't know anything about anything well, that got up to where he was. He just sort of dropped in by Rosagul anyway. He's not like he's like the the toy essentially that's in doing his legwork. Yeah, that's what I and thought that, in terms of that was I wasn't taking much on because I thought it was just somebody that'd been planted there by the sort of main guy in charge. So he's going to know be someone that you're going to expect to be this really strong um, I don't know what word I'm looking for in terms of like a villain who you, who'd be that believable because he's kind of just won his cronies instead of being the main guy to an extent. I thought it was okay but I can see where Daniel's coming from at the same time though. Correct. This leads me on to my second point. I also think Liam Neeson's Zajal Gould character is also a shit villain. I think this movie suffers from <laughs> not having a good villain. Um, do you know what the best bit about this movie was for me? When the Joker's card got shown right at the end. And you were like, oh, I remember why I love this. That's what it sort of got to me then. With, um, with Raz Al Ghul, um, I, watch, I, I really like the TV series Arrow. And it goes a lot deeper into the Raz Al Ghul character and the, like the Lazarus pit and the whole... Um, the whole league, etc. There's just a lot more to it than what gets shown in this. They spend most of their time trying to like curveball you that Liam Neeson's not actually Raz Al Ghul. So I think they could have spent a probably better background time on it. But I'm not too too clued up on Wayne's and Bruce Wayne's involvement with the league um, when it comes to Raz Al Ghul. So I feel like this one had just multiple bad guys, like you've got Scarecrow, you've got Raz Al Ghul, you've got Falcone as well and it doesn't, it kind of teeters in and out of them throughout it which was probably what affected the previous Batman movies where he started having multiple bad guys with smaller parts of his storyline and I think that's where the Dark Knight excels because it's all about the Joker and they spend the whole movie with the Joker, there isn't too many side quests in it <laughs> Side quests Mm-hmm. Um, I I definitely agree that I, I don't I like the concept right but the motivation seemed really weird to me. It was all about him going through all these like oh it's almost like old style kung fu movies the type of stuff he had to do going through all these training the big montage of becoming a member of the League of Shadows right and it's as if right at the end is when he's only first learned anything about what the fuck he's been doing for the last however many months he's like. Um, and suddenly, and his answer to not wanting to kill the bad guy was to kill a bad guy. <laughs> and like, I, I think um, this is where I think Christopher Nolan doesn't, he gets a lot of uh, plaudits, but I think there's a lot of weakness in his actual narrative of his stories. It relies too much, it relies a lot on you not really paying attention. 
and not thinking about it too much. And then it's quite good. Um, but I found myself very disappointed going back to watch this because there are lots of little stuff, things like that. Like you said, the whole motivation for the whole film just fell off to me. Um, and I think it was just bad script, but good actor. What do you think, Sean? Sean's on mute, that's funny. What's he doing? He's fucked off to play Warzone. I was coughing earlier on, I wasn't allowed to hang it. Uh, this is a film that, like, I've not seen that many times, but when I watch it, I, f- I feel like I've seen it, like, loads of times. It's really weird. But, like, I, I, I agree with what you're saying about the villains. Like, I'm not a fan of, like, that Scarecrow character. But, like, I thought Kelly Murphy was actually quite good in it. I just thought it was just dealt a shit hand. And, like, I like him and other stuff, just on your point about him, Daniel. I quite like him and other stuff, like, he's good in Peaky Blinders. Uh, he was good in that film that Kel just said. Was it Red? No. Uh, fuck's it Red Eye. Red Eye. Red Eye. Aye. Uh, but I, I just thought the villains were shit. Uh, I, I, I hate the... Like, I classify Batman, Spider-Man, Superman as, like, your big three superheroes. Like, your big... That's your mainstream ones. And they've all got an origin story. And it, and it all involves the death of a father figure. I mean, I'm just sick to the back teeth of seeing these origin stories. We all know the story. I just, I just get bored there. Like I was really kind of bored for like the first forty-five minutes or so, uh, until all that stuff was out of the way, and then like I fair enjoyed it. Uh, like I, I, I find any kind of Batman film like a, like an easy watch, apart from the older ones. Uh, like the kind of early mid ninety ones, like I loved them as a child, but I, I find them unwatchable now as an adult. Uh, so like watching the Nolan three ones, like it's it's always quite easy for me because uh, I just find them all quite enjoyable. I know that the, the first one, well this one, and then the third one, I've got the uh, like quite a lot of people are not really too keen on them, especially the third one, I think, but. Nah, oh, I'd, I'd, fight, I'd fight that. I love the third one. No, I, I like the third one as well. Like this is my least favorite out of the three, but like, I still enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not that much a thinker when I watch films. You probably already know. So uh, <laughs> I, I think it was Daniel that said that Christopher Nolan, like he just wants you to just kind of not really pay attention. So I'm all about that. Uh, this suited me down to a T. Uh, but I, I, I definitely wasn't a fan of the villains. But uh, overall, I thought it was pretty decent. For, so, for, better than for, decent, I thought it was good. For for me, with the just to go back to a point you made there, Sean, about the the background of what happened. So, Daniel knows a lot more about this than me. But over the last couple of years, I've really got to understand that the the how many different variants of the background story of Bruce Wayne there is, and how and def, depending on what element of what comic book that you read it goes down a different story so i do think it's quite important that they show us a little bit of it um i think the the issue with this is the villains like you said aren't aren't, aren't the best villains in it and obviously they get better than the second one and the third one um but correct me if i'm wrong i don't think a movie wise we'd seen anything of these types of villains in the previous ones at all no no why not so I'm quite glad they went for something new and different. Like if we'd seen Mr. Fucking Freeze again, I'd have been gutted. But we're if you go to the most recent Batman and they brought Penguin back into it and it was class. So yeah. my, my argument's not that great there. 
Uh, I was just going to back up what Sean was saying about the the first 45 minutes. As you were saying about the background, that, Kel, is like, I don't know whether it's just me because I'm no sort of, I'm not a geek or a super fan like you are these kind of films. But, um, <laughs> like, if they were trying to give, like, make you understand that, it didn't work for me because I was just more confused by all the background stuff that they were giving me. Like, I, <clears throat> I think after about half an hour, I had to actually go on and read what they were trying to tell you that what the actual background was. I don't know if it's just I'm a bit thick or what, but... Um, That's it. Um, no. <laughs> probably. <laughs> and it was only when... Um, Batman actually gets back to Gotham that actually really enjoyed it, which is probably, I think it's probably the right, because I think I looked and it was about 45 minutes in, so I think maybe me and Sean are basically the right stages, and then the other thing which I didn't think worked was is that when they did the, when they were doing like flashbacks, as I've said before that numerous times I enjoy flashbacks in films, but with this one I thought it just didn't work for me, I don't know I don't know why, it just didn't hit the spot for that point of view, but then once once that part was over, then I thought it was it was really enjoyable. I was I was actually quite surprised how much I was a good tip for the say the other ninety minutes of the film, but the first forty five definitely lets it down for me. See, just on that point, Burnsy, right? I think it's it's quite telling that we've all got issues with the opening for different reasons, right? So I think it it suffers from having not enough for somebody like you, Burnsy, that doesn't have a clue what's going on. So it's yeah. not enough to really explain everything, but it's also far too much for somebody who knows it, what's going on. Because mm-hmm. we've all seen a million Batman movies. We all know, mm-hmm. everybody who's going knows what how Batman's mm-hmm. parents died and all that sort of shit. We don't need it. So I think the whole 45 minutes is wasted on everybody because it doesn't help people who know nothing and it's too much for people who know it all. A waste. Right. It could have been. It could have probably done with being shorter, but more to the point. Instead of just assuming that you maybe know a lot of the stuff, but not just refreshing. It was probably refreshing in your memory for some use, but for me, it was like, well, I've not got a clue what happened actually before. So you're not even refreshing my memory. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> to an extent. So that's why I had to actually read and obviously get an explanation, which helped with the rest of the film to actually enjoy it. I think what would have been even maybe a better introduction to this movie would have been focusing more on the years. Obviously, when you see him first, he's in jail. Focus more on the sort of years that he sort of imploded. Yes. His mum, dad dying, to him becoming to that point there to kind of see the self destruction that he's went through at that point would have been, I think, a very good introduction. And probably would have made more sense in the. Nolan way of storytelling, but obviously it's just kind of wet and wet and then we just need to deal with it. No, I think and that's I a good point. I agree. I think if we'd... You just saw him in the jail. Yeah. I think we want to see him turn into Batman, like like going out fighting low-level crime on his own, like fucking doing all this shit when he's travelling about. But you just got to see the end part of that, the boring bit. Um, and then yeah. you got to see him walk up a mountain for ages and pick a flower. Fuck <laughs> me, man. Um, Another thing that really disappointed me in this was I forgot how anticlimactic it is as well. Anticlimactic? Climatic? Mm-hmm. So it's an anticlimax, I would have said. But I don't know if anticlimactic is a word, but you've made it up if it is, not it? Definitely a word. Is it? Um, <laughs> Just a bunch of boys struggling to understand how to climax. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that you've got more trouble stopping yourself climaxing. <laughs> 
listen, I, I'm usually first in. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, speaking of that, right? See, they spend a lot of time, right? So there's a whole league of shadows. Their weird plan is to make everyone in the city go mental through evaporating water where a nuclear evaporator thing, like, mm-hmm. so fucking convoluted. And then by the end, when they turn the fucking thing on, and all you see is like a wee dotted screen, like the water mains, like a, a, a really shit 90s computer screen of the water mains changing colour as it's like evaporating. But nothing happens to anybody. That, for this to work, there should have been, take away 20 minutes for the start, and give us 20 minutes of everyone in Gotham going fucking mental with this stuff and like killing each other and like doing crazy shit. Because you spent the whole time waiting to try and avoid this thing happening. And then when it happened, it was fine. I, I didn't get it on you go, Kyle. It doesn't, it doesn't help when Katie Holmes is fucking awful in this movie and you've got no sympathy for her or no care oh, for her whatsoever. Yeah. I'm definitely on the Maggie Gyllenhaal camp of better. Yeah. So she got recast for the second one. Oh, I think she's she's grim watching this one. We just also say that what you're talking about there, this one suffers down to climax, and obviously there's Katie Holmes being as within as fuck as well. But I think you see this film suffers with how good the next two are. That pales so much in comparison to those two. I I would say it starts. Now, now looking back, because I forget this is obviously we were about what seventeen, eighteen when this came out. Mm-hmm. It's older than I thought. Um, looking back, like the starts low goes very high and then dips down to mediocre for me. That's that would be my. If we score all three of these at some point, that's mm-hmm. the way my scores will go. Just when you mentioned as well, Daniel, when you made the point about how there's an anticlimax, it's like when we went to watch the Batman at the cinema. Is that that did have the sort of crescendo at the end? I thought, like, I thought the ending was really good in that, and you did see everybody going mental. Whereas in this one, like you say, it's just like, oh, it looks as if we're going to have a big, big issue here, and then loads of people looking at com- computer screens, and then none happens. The other thing that I thought was a bit weird is like when, when Batman's like escaping with the police, Rachel, and then the actual scene itself, I thought was pretty decent, but then at the end, it's like. Oh, we're lucky nobody died there. There are all these there's all these police cars flipping about the place as if like ah, there's no injuries, don't worry about it and whatever. There's nobody that's been hurt one bit. When the full thing's been all about this crashes and crashing into barriers, crashing into walls. That was just yeah, weird hopefully. weird as well. It was like I didn't really understand even I don't know why that one comment stuck with me, but it did for whatever reason. But I thought that actual scene was good. That's the age-old Batman issue. That's like Batman's number one flaw because he's the only thing that sets him apart is that he won't kill anybody. Mm-hmm. But if you watch these movies and nobody's died, that it's mm-hmm. a miracle. plus he definitely killed that guy at the start. Do you know what I mean? So like, no. aye. Aye, it's a bit wild because so that this is the the comic book geek argument, right? Is Batman actually worse for Gotham City because all he does is catch them, put them into Arkham Asylum, then they escape and then they kill more people. So should he just kill the Joker and be done with it? Or is it his fault that the Joker goes on to kill hundreds of people? Because he mm-hmm. won't take the ultimate action. Has um, has any of you watched this show on Netflix called Titans? I watched the first two seasons. Oh. So was Titans has got a really interesting take on Batman because he's a bit older 
in this one. Um, it's played by Ian Glenn as well, which is always weird when I see Ian Glenn as Batman. But he is essentially Batman goes on like a murderous rate. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? There? A mur- murderous a rampage. Uh, just kills kills loads of people. Goes to Arkham and just slaughters the whole place. And it's about the impact of him. Like he just let the darkness take over, which is always what they kind of hint at with Batman is that he's just a angry, violent guy, like hiding behind this one moral that he's got that he won't kill anybody. But it's very, it's, it's one of those scenarios where you're seeing there about all those different people and these cars that are flipping and smashing and going on fire. But he's got that sole goal is that he's going to save Katie Holmes and nobody else around him. Um, it's quite a weird one when he's the the superhero there to protect the city. Like, he has yeah. a bigger problem for the city than he is good. Well, see, you're talking about comic book characters and, like, different how he goes dark. I wonder, because I, I, now, I now think Robert Pattinson's Batman sequels are going to surpass this trilogy, because the first one of that is much better than this. That might yeah. be, that might annoy some people, but um, I definitely think Pattinson's Batman is better than this one. And I think if they go down the right idea, they can introduce a lot better villains and make it a lot more interesting than they have done in these ones, I think. But for comic book geeks, and Kyle, you know about this one, there's a concept in the comic books that got really popular called the Batman Who Laughs. And it's basically Batman gets infected by a toxin that makes him go mental, just like the Joker. So it's Bruce Wayne, but basically with like the fucking crazy mind of the Joker. And he turns out like the most mega super villain ever. I'd love to see that in a film. But that's for mega geeks. Who do we think will be the villains that come for the next? We know obviously that it's, it's hinted as a Joker for the next Batman, but who else do we think is going to come in? This will probably oh. be more into you, Daniel, for you, you'll maybe know. There's no way that it's Colin Farrell's back again, eh? so the Penguin's back for the sequel. Yeah. yeah. And the Joker, I'm assuming. Uh-huh. See, so the- I think they should go down the route of the Court of Owls. That's never been in a film before, and it's the best story in the comic books. And I think Pattinson's so Batman. I've got a think here that's got the predictions for the 10 most likely villains in the next Batman movie. And number one is the Joker, the Riddler's number two, and the Court of Owls is number three. Oh. Ah, see, so that if it was up to me, that's the story I would be telling in the next Batman story. Ah, interesting, interesting. Well, we'll just hopefully it's not a Mr. Freeze. Yeah, let's hope it's not. In terms of, so someone mentioned earlier about ranking this one as the worst out of the three of this trilogy. But is everybody in the same camp for that, or would anyone say this is better than the other two? No, it's definitely that order. This is definitely three, and then as Daniel, it goes like three, one, two. I don't know, Kyle, you've kind of debated it. it the one and two can maybe be switched with the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Rises. But I think that obviously, yeah, I just they've talked about even the villains that he obviously kind of bail grows into the role over the next two. It's kind of it's not as, as anticlimactic as well. I think this one does pale in comparison. But again, that's also a credit to how well the story's told in the next two films as well. See, I yeah. with with the next story, I do. I've said I do love the Dark Knight, and I do love the Dark Knight Rises. And I used to tell people for ages that the Batman Begins was my favourite out of the three. And then after rewatching it, it's definitely not the case because I did not enjoy this as much as what I thought I did. 
And I think I just wanted to enjoy this movie more. I love the idea of the background story, the learning how to fight, the growing as a character. But it, like I said, I was touching earlier, we just got to see a little snippet of that. Maybe a bit more in the background would have done would have done it for me. Um, I, I the only issue I have with the Dark Knight, and I know we're not reviewing the Dark Knight specifically, but I just as much as um, Heath Ledger's character, Heath Ledger's performance is amazing. It just, for me, it's as so unfulfilling as as the Joker because it it's got so many different iterations of the Joker rather than having one specific one. Um, which I know Daniel, we've debated this before actually. Well, they've finally answered the three Jokers thing in the comics now, so there is three different Jokers, or there was at one point. But I. The original Joker was the killing joke, which has been made in an animated movie that we could watch. I wish I'd put that forward, actually. The killing joke animated movie would have been better than this. Well, we'll just have to see what letter we get next, and you can add that in. I'm sure Sean will look forward to watching an animated movie. On that, I actually, the guy who is the voice of Batman for the last, like, 30 years in all the cartoons and the cartoon movies and all that died last week. I forgot your name, so it's not a very good wee tribute there, but um, whoever you are, <laughs> Kevin Conroy. That's it. That's his name. There we go. Died at 66. Bless him. Cool. The Hunter, you got any trivia on Batman Begins? I do, yes. And I can't believe, I don't know. Um, I, I, there was a bit of trivia, and I, that, did it, something didn't pop up in my trivia, which is something that I noticed when I was watching the film. And I just realised, maybe remember how much I hated that cunt in the first place. Was to see the wee boy that he gave hey. <laughs> fucking Joffrey for Game of Thrones. Yes, yeah. I noticed that. Right, onto the trivia itself. Um, here we go. So, um. While shooting on the streets of Chicago, a person accidentally crashed into the Batmobile. The driver was apparently drunk and said that he hit the car in a state of panic, believing the Batmobile to be an invading alien spacecraft. <laughs> Excellent. It's a good excuse of Niles. I think he may have been on more than the alcohol in that state. <laughs> I'm surprised that's not the one that was filmed in Glasgow. Oh no, no, you just imagine that's stolen in bike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Christian Bale had an active dislike of the uncomfortable Batman outfit, which helped his performance as of that night, as he was apparently in a foul mood whilst waving it. Um, oh, sorry, just before you move on, mm-hmm. did anyone notice the inconsistencies in his Batman voice? Yes. <laughs> I meant to bring that bring that up. Like he kept completely changing his Batman voice up and down. By the time he gets the second one, he's got he's got a definite Batman voice. But in this one, mm-hmm. there's one where he's speaking to Rachel, and it's like his voice goes about two octaves higher. Mm-hmm. It kind of almost even goes like he sounds more like his normal voice because he says a point she's on her face. She's like, "That's him. That's right." Like, she knows. Like, she must click on it's him straight away. Aye, strange. Anyway, so up there. Carry on. Um, so, um, only a few days before the Batman was cast, there were eight actors that were up for audition for the part. They were obviously Christian Bale, Joshua Jackson, <laughs> Ian <laughs> Bailey, Hugh Dancy, Billy Crudup, Cillian Murphy, Henry Cavill, and Jake Gyllenhaal. 
Oh, Jake could have uh, got his inner bat to play the Batman. I look forward to that incest scene in the Dark Knight then when his sister got cast to play me. The only one I knew, I knew that Killian Murphy had gone to, for Batman and he was close to being actually Batman, but then they put him, they gave him the scarecrow instead. I read somewhere on that time, apparently David Duchovny was uh, up for it at some point, Dave, because he was in consideration for the last Batman of the Schumacher era. Oh, no. Before they gave oh. it to George Clooney's stiff nips. <laughs> I remember the nipples. Oh, man. Remember, remember the, the, back, the Batman credit card? <laughs> Aye. I was going to say, the member the nipples might be a podcast name. <laughs> um, I'll, so I'll, the, I'll delete the, the morons and climax problems in. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the thought was in the title for this film, I'd went through many changes. Firstly, the movie was planned to take place in the same universe as the Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher films. It was originally known as Batman 5, and it also became Batman the Frightening for a while as well. With the Scarecrow, it was still going to be the main villain in this film. However, there was talk of reviving the original Joker from 1989 and the Penguin from Batman Returns as Fear Gas Illusions. Oh. At least made a, like a little nod to it. Um, just just jump in here in the middle of the room, Hunter. There's a bit in the goofs that it's got here about plot holes, and it says that microwaves cannot penetrate metal or even a metal mesh. This is why don't, you don't place metal objects in a mi- microwave oven um, because of the metal mesh embedded. Uh, sorry, in the into microwave, microwave oven, and why also they have a glass window. So the whole point of the vaporizing drug in the city water lines is a non-starter because it wouldn't penetrate any of the metal to actually get out there. It was so convoluted, right? Why not just put it into the drinking water and make it the oh, no. So much, like, fuck, fuck all the rest of it. Do you mean? But they made this mm-hmm. whole idea, no, 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 if you drink it, it's safe, but only if it vaporises, fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the final bit I've got here is uh, the Joker playing card presented to Batman at the end of the film is a replica of the Joker card from the 1989 graphic novel Arkham Asylum. It carries an evidence label and this label reads that the officer who discovered it was a J. Kerr and one of the Joker's aliases is Joe Kerr in the comic books. <laughs> you, you worked well on that one, eh? Just about oh, a space. <laughs> and yeah. he in a space. Good to go. Before we um, go on to scoring it, Kyle, um, we got a we got a question in about who we think is going to win the World Cup. So I thought we should all get our predictions down, recorded, so no one can go back and them and we'll we'll follow the progress as we go. I think what would be more in well, I'll still give my winner, but I think it would be I think we're all going to have similar winners. I think that a more interesting question uh, would be who do you think is going to fall. At the group stages, like a big, supposedly like a big nation. Oh, I would imagine that, like, I, I think Argentina will win it because I always watch the Argentina national team, so I know they're really good, you know what I mean? But <laughs> I think that like France and England are at risk from having a fucking howler their tournament. Oh, I, would, okay. I, I would also. 
the France <laughs> implosion because obviously uh, Mbappe thinks he's king of France now. I think that might cause issues. Obviously, they've lost in Kunku as well. And <laughs> Kimpembe, so they're looking very frail. England, again, if they're gone with Slaphead at the back, they're just an only one foot left back with 45 right backs in that squad. They're not going to go far in the tournament. <laughs> See, on the France thing, like, what's their midfield going to look like? Chiumeni, Camavinga, and Rabio. In fact, Rabio's not even in. He's probably the best midfielder in there. So, oh. obviously, like, they would have, like, Pogba can't air out and all that. So, like, Chiumeni okay. and Camavinga are obviously, well, Camavinga's only, what, like, 19 or something like that? Chiumeni's 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a lot to ask, like. All right. They've got Gwen Doozy in their squad. He'll, he'll be the one starting. Rabio's in the squad as well, Hunter. Oh, is he? Aye. The Gwen dog will be getting red card in the first game, probably. God, and they've just had a... And Kunku's just been pulled out of the World Cup injury, hasn't he? Man landed on me. Sorry, guys. I'll just keep my mouth shut. I'll just, uh, well, uh, I think Spain are going to fall out of the groups and uh, Belgium are going to win it. There you go. Move on. I would also maybe even say, what? if Portugal win this so stacked in other positions... Uh, would they implode with Ronnie the Rockets fucking media spotlight this week? He never trained today, did he? He's got a sore tummy, apparently. Is, is he? Right, so yeah. did, did you see the video with him, with, with, with Bruno and then with Jao Cancelo as well? I see, aye, aye. The Cancelo nonsense anyway. Um, he just, Bruno just didn't know he was behind him. And they've made like a big story about it. Oh, that is how Mario came out and basically said he'd, he'd made a joke because Bruno was apparently the last to turn up at the camp. And apparently, everyone he said to him, he didn't hear it in the video, is, Oh, did you come by boat? And apparently, just Bruno says, Yeah, they find the joke funny and they just went shooting the folk fans. <laughs> Name one off. <laughs> what a melter. I know. Who's our dark horses then? Who's going to surprise people and do something? Because there's always a team that goes far. Doesn't they're not no. going to win it, but they're going to go far. Well, it'll, it'll not be it'll not be fancy anyway, because you know that in Kunku's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Holland will do the best at the European teams. I think they could go far in this. I think Denmark, but I don't know if that's a surprise or not, because they've mm. won about twenty games in the spin. But just that maybe seems to think yeah, do that more than they think. I'm, I think Uruguay have got a chance of doing things here. Um, I think the South American teams, I don't know why, we just assume they're going to do better with the climate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think if Manny can get fit, Senegal could cause some. <laughs> He's missing the first couple of games, you know. Nah, that's the thing, so he needs to get fit. If they can get out of the group without him, here we chance of causing some upsets, I think. Is think the climate... Say it again? Is the climate going to make that much of a difference? Is, are, the, are the stadiums not air-conditioned? Aye. Uh, from what I can see, there's barely concrete on the walk-up to the stadiums. There's like holes in the ground and all that. Um, yeah, I've seen that. With no faith <laughs> in climate control inside the stadium working. Like, everything looks fucked. Have you seen the little uh, rooms that people are staying in, like the little fan zones? Aye. Oh. Well, then, aye. Have you seen the fake fans? Aye. <laughs> Fuck me, man. Did you see that? The the England fans singing Coming Home. Oh, they were just going, Coming Home, Coming Home. Without, like, nay, fucking, it was the, uh, nothing like the actual song. 
Have you Nick seen Bashan. the t-shirts they're all wearing? It's like it's like uniform. Like it's seen the ends like the go get the Brazil squad, and all the locals are there like Brazil fan Qatar on the back of the t-shirt. Oh, right. so bad. Is it just the same group every time? You think they just get them to change all no. their stuff? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I I seen a video the day and they had like German fans standing in a square, England fans next to them, Argentinian fans, and I was like. You know for a fact there's no real football fans because the, the England fans only try to fucking start a fight with the German fans or that. <laughs> like, there's all these like different f- fans just congregating in the one area, uh, and England's bang in the middle of it. So I, 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 apparently it's like uh, people from Pakistan that they've paid to. It's like they've paid their accommodation, they've paid for their food, and they've given them like it's a really low amount. I read. It's like the equivalent of like ten dollars or something like that to actually just act as these fans for the duration of the tournament. Wow, it's uh, fucking mental. Probably bribing all the migrant workers, saying that here's a couple of free tickets and a couple of free t-shirts if you keep quiet about all the human rights violations you've endured the last eight years. Uh, did did you see fucking died building the stadium? Did you see the the the, the Danish? News crew, ah, I see that by the way. So they're basically just filming like outside, and then this wee golf cart rocks up with four boys in it, and they just basically try and grab the camera off them and like saying, You can't film here. And they were going, I'm going to smash your camera. And he's going, So like the Danish boy's going, This is all like recording live. And the Danish boy's going, You invited us to, to this country, we can record uh, in public, and they're basically just not having it at all. But they, they just rolled up my golf cart. It was the weirdest thing in the world. Oh, well, I don't know if that's a couple of weeks to try and pretend to the, the outside world that they're civilised. I know. We just look at Russia managed to pull the wool over everyone's eyes for a couple of years and just started bombing Ukraine three years later. Uh, they got they got the Olympics and the fucking World Cup. And uh-huh. then they went until. No, no, they'll have to do any of them. Well, we're predicting who's going to win it and obviously it's already been decided that Qatar's winning it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I don't think we actually predicted who was going to win it. Well, see what I saw is like, when they were saying it, when you said about Qatar there, it was like people that are they're obviously involved in the World Cup, and every single one of them said that Qatar would finish second in the group, then beat England in the last sixteen, because that's whose group they. That's who England would get in the last sixteen if Qatar finished second and England finished first in our group. Uh-huh. As, if, as if obviously that was obviously that that's what they actually thought themselves. It's not because they're getting paid obviously fortunes to be part of the committee, of whatever kind. Of course. And so is, it, is that set that Senegal's group? Is it not? Aye. England Aye. Senegal likely, and that'd be good. Senegal to put England out in the last sixteen. That's my prediction. And I think I've got a feeling about Argentina as well because Argentina oh. I've never won a World Cup in my life. And I just feel like this is the time, Messi's last chance and all that. Although no, I, do, I, I did read on the manager who said that they've got a couple of boys with illness, so they wait until the last possible minute to declare their squad. So announce Garnacho when you win the World Cup, that's all I'm saying. Has <laughs> it no uh I seen an announced squad with Argentina. Is it no Scaloni that's their manager? Aye. 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 They're on like some mad fucking run. Like I don't know how many wins. I think them and the Netherlands are the two informed nations going into this. I think the the Netherlands have won like the last, don't quote me on this, like 17, 18, 19 or something like that. 
The thing is, these qualifying stats always mean absolutely fuck all when you get to the tournament. Right. Like, I think that's the case of point for that. Oh, yes. Well, Hunter, you can go do your research uh, later on, because they announced the team for Argentina two days ago. I know, but as the, the guys all came out the dike, they've got till Sunday to, like, to get the final submission in. Or can you maybe still change it if there's injuries? Aye, that's what like France have called up somebody to replace that guy that got injured. Who, who got injured? Boy, feel like I don't know who he is, but you'll have to research it later. Schlubberschlei. Right, well, we've had a, a disaster to try to pick our winners and, uh, and our surprises for the World Cup. So let's give some scores to Batman Begins instead and we'll get moving on. Daniel, let's come to you first. Um, when we see what I've been scored in the category of B, people are going to start getting annoyed at me for this, but I'm giving this a two. two a two. The comic book fans are out to get you. Burnsy? 2.5. 2.5. Sean? Uh, 3.5. 3.5. Hunter? Uh, 3.75 for me. I know there's good to come, so I think that's what boosts it for me. Oh, there we go. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to go right in the middle of you all and just go a 3. Even more complicated for Burnsy trying to work out in his wee calculator. That's a 2.95. 2.95. Awesome. And I can't remember the scores that we've given the movies that we've done already. So you'll have to go onto our Instagram account, which is at Morons Reviewing Movies, if you want to see what's been scored already. Uh, we will have the, the scores for the business, which we did last week, up very, very shortly. So please go on and give us your thoughts on that. But that brings us to the end of Batman Begins, guys. Um, I, I would look forward to seeing The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Um, I suppose if we get... Um, the letter D coming up soon. We can put both of them in for that for that series and watch them in the same same week, maybe. Good idea. Mm-hmm. Get all superheroed out. But that does uh, bring us to the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening to us ranting for ages about football. Actually, a lot more football this week than we did actually talk about movies. And uh, if you've not heard already, there's a player for France called Nkunku who's got an injury, uh, <laughs> and he's not going to make the World Cup. So if you've got me the fantasy team, I advise you swap them out. You might have heard already. Someone might have told you before, but it's very unlikely. Um, but that is it for us guys tonight. Thank you very much. And as morons bid you, farewell. Au revoir. Should we do a morons fantasy football for the World Cup? Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! Stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? You moron! Drop dead. Moron. Whoa! Up here, you morons! Stepping morons like yourself. Me down, you moron! Hey, moron! Bid you farewell and good luck, morons. Bye.